might be best if I eliminated my in-person visits. No, no, no. I get it, I get it. You need to stay cool and mysterious. So let me get this straight. You snitched to a dozen people about vampires. In the hospital bed is the coroner. Everyone in my domain has a job. Pulls out a pocket knife. Enforce the masquerade. Uh, I'm sorry. Draws the blade across the guy's throat. He's ready for the diablery. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Totally Trans Roleplaying Games, a podcast all about the joys of solo tabletop RPGs. My name is Zora, and tonight we continue the adventures of Paige Renfield and Vox Noctis. So, obviously, after that whole debacle, I have upped the Chaos rank uh, to a 5, and our next scene is going to be uh, Ruben taking Paige back to the RV and discussing what the Diablery is to Paige. Uh, Let's go ahead and make our Chaos roll. 9. So, nothing happens. Uh, Paige and Ruben return to the RV. Paige is basically catatonic. He looks at the ground, looks at his hands, doesn't talk the entire time. That's another two-hour walk, so let me update the time. Uh, does Jared Wolf, the Thin Blood Primogen, uh, accompany us? Because uh, what I imagine is if someone fails the test... Or if someone wusses out on the Diablery, to uh, put it bluntly. I think it's Jared's responsibility to take care of them. So, does Jared come? I'm going to say somewhat likely. Yes, so Jared does follow. Uh, I don't think either of them really try and talk to Paige. Uh, Ruben, because he's an asshole. And I think Jared is giving him his space. Actually, what are their demeanors? Uh, Ruben is prejudiced, so he very clearly does not like having Jared around. Uh, does not enjoy having thin bloods in the city, really. And Jared, for his part, is knowing. So, what is he knowing about? It says, on your current scene? I think he... This is something that he's seen a lot. I think he knows that most people who make it this far, most people who's who pass Ruben's test, are already out of his grasp. So he's just here as a formality. But they arrive at the RV. Uh, Ruben sits cross-legged. Paige just stands there for a bit, looking at his hands. And Ruben just... Ahem! Then failed. Paige looks up for the first time. What? I did it. I did what you told me to do. You don't have to yell at me. Sit down then, and I wouldn't have to. 
page looks at Ruben and just says, I, I killed a man tonight. I've never killed before. I'm 25 years old. I've never, I've never killed before. I've never done this. So I'm going, he tries to control himself. I'm going to need a moment, sir. Uh, Ruben sneers and just says, that doesn't strike me as a way to talk to you, Baron. Besides, all of this is for your own good. You're just a half-blood right now, but now that you've passed the test, there's just one final step for you to become a real vampire. Real, real vampire, real vampire, huh? Like you? Someone who doesn't care about people? Someone who will just stab people in their hospital beds? It was for the masquerade, Paige. I've told you about this. I've explained it to you. That man was a threat to our entire society. Something had to be done about him. I know, and he was hurting. Though you probably don't give a shit if he was hurting. I... You're not bothered at all. And I, if that's what being a vampire is, if that's what being a full-blooded vampire is, I'll stay like this. I don't... I don't want this. I don't... I can't keep doing this, all right? I can drink, drink bags of blood. I can stay away from my friends. I just can't be you, okay? Uh, Ruben looks at Paige. Does he, does he particularly care enough to convince Paige? I want to say 50-50. No. Ruben turns up his nose and just says, fine. Bloody waste of my time. You already plugged the masquerade breach. I've no use for you anymore. Get out. Jared, take him with you. Uh, Paige turns around and looks at Jared, who... Again, he thought Paige was fully going to accept this. Jared looks surprised. And just says, I... Yes, uh, my Baron, of course. Um, Mr. Renfield, please, if you'll come with me. I think Jared hasn't gotten a chance to talk much because he's terrified of Reuben, but but I think he's got enough of a glimpse of his personality to be like, this guy is probably not a monster, and he can't be more of a monster than Reuben, at least according to Paige. So Paige follows Jared. Uh, and I think that's probably where that scene ends. I'm going to knock down the chaos rank because I really think that uh, that was Paige exerting some level of control. And the next scene will be uh, Jared introducing Paige to uh, the rest of the Thin Bloods. 
uh, in the city. I'm going to roll a d10 for the chaos roll. That's a one. Ooh, so the scene's altered. How is it different? So we get to the Thin Blood, uh, I guess, communal haven, but dominate prison. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, fuck me. So, they are walking to the uh, communal haven. What is it? An apartment building. Fair enough. It'll. I'll say it takes another hour to get to the Thin Blood Haven, which is this the most brutalist-looking apartment complex you've ever seen. Just slack gray... Uh, I think there are probably people like, uh, ooh, oh no, I know what's happening here. Uh, the front door hangs open, and there is, uh, a vampire hanging around outside. What do they look like? Delightfully exotic. Or, oh boy. Uh, and what is their demeanor? Friendly. Okay. So, a, uh, <sighs> God, Delightfully Exotic is possibly the most problematic prompt uh, this game could have given me. Let's just roll another one. Why not? Enormously nondescript. <laughs> so, uh, fully just a dude. Uh, like, jeans, t-shirt, uh, maybe a jacket. Uh, just standing outside, smoking a cigarette. Uh, looks up at Jared. Uh, and just says, oh, uh, hey, Mr. Wolf, uh, sorry to bother you, just a, uh, routine checkup, Marley's inside. Jared blinks and says, routine checkup, why, why wasn't I informed about this? I don't know, you'd, uh, have to ask Marley about that. I'm just here to watch the door, make sure no mortals get inside. Uh, you can head up. Jared looks a little perturbed at having to be given permission to enter his own haven, but he steps inside. Uh, he enters. Uh, the entire building is eerily quiet. Uh, other than the creaking of floorboards as someone moves around uh, a floor or two up. Uh, Jared looks at Paige and says... I'm really sorry you had to be here. This is where people like you live in th in harmony, in harmony, in peace. It's where Reuben gives us, and occasionally, um, Marley Scott, his his um enforcer, will come and do inspections. A lot of lot of lot of surprise inspections. I I I didn't think he'd be here tonight. Um. Sorry, just, just, just keep your head, just keep your head low, and 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 you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Paige says, "All right, can they do this? Are they allowed to do this? I, I mean, they're 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 operating un under the 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 the, the, Baron, the Baron's authority. They're there is there is right hand man, so." Try not to say anything to him. We can we can get you a room. We can get you situated. And tomorrow we can do the, the introductions. Paige nods and says, Okay, I'll I'll stay behind you. 
and the two head upstairs. What is Marley's demeanor? Inquisitive, focused on fame. Interesting. Oh boy, I think I know what's going on here. So the two um, head upstairs. They basically find what's kind of like an open area. Looks like uh, a couple of rooms that had their walls knocked down and made into one big like commons area. Uh, there's a couple people set around. Uh, most of them are actually probably standing. As Marley walks around the room, taking notes, looking at people, everyone seems incredibly nervous about Marley being here. Marley looks at a wolf and Paige as they enter. Actually, how does he feel about uh how does he feel about wolf and like thin bloods in general? Roughly lethal. Oh, God, God, maybe being in a, maybe being a thin blood in the city does suck. Oh God. Samarly so looks at Wolf, looks at Paige, very clearly not terribly happy to see either of them. And just says, hello, Mr. Wolf, just, uh, doing a routine inspection, you know, do you mind if I, uh, speak with you in private real quick? Jared looks at the room. Looks at Marley, and Paige is going to make a quick wits insight roll uh, to try and get a read of the room. Oh god, he's so hungry. Uh, this is not his best, not his best dice pool. He's gonna try. Uh, one success. Uh, there's some tension in this room. This is a tense experience, and that's about all Paige gets. Uh, but Jared just says. Yes, um, Sheriff, uh, Paige, if you'll wait in here, just stand with, with the others. Uh, before Paige can even answer, uh, Jared and, uh, Marley go out into the hallway. And I think Paige is gonna try and listen in on them. Uh, because he's, like, eavesdropping, I'm gonna say it's... Because uh, I don't want to do two checks. I'm going to do composure awareness. Which is worse than my wits awareness. <laughs> so I'm making things harder on myself so I don't have to do multiple rolls. Wow. Uh, I got one success. I will power my one non-hunger die. God, I need to fight this. Okay, well, I rolled the exact same number. So, one success. Uh, it sounds like... Uh, we will hear the mood of the conversation. Uh, there's one voice that is very, uh, like authoritative, uh, making a lot of demands. It sounds like the other voice is, uh, very clearly caught off guard, trying to avoid the other voice. Uh, how does this conversation resolve? Uh, I'm just going to say. Uh, cause I feel like I dance around these sorts of points a lot. Uh, Marley is here looking for a fugitive, a thin blood who has had the blood hunt called, uh, who he believes is hiding out in this building. But Paige doesn't know that. So how does this, this whole conversation resolve? Extravagance, legal matters, 
So Paige is listening uh, and just hears a slap uh, and someone hits the floor. Uh, I think a couple people go to rush out of the room. A bunch of others make motions of like, please, God, no. Uh, but they rush out of the room. I think Paige just peeks his head around and sees uh, Marley has just a backhanded Jared. And Jared is laying face down in the wood. Marley looks at the Thin Bloods, looks at Paige, puts two fingers to their mouth, whistles uh, a little tune. And the guy from the outside uh, comes running up and is like, uh, yeah, boss, what's up? Marley looks at him and just goes, lock the building down. I'm going to tear this place apart with my bare hands if I have to. No one gets in or out until I find this guy. They say that part very loudly. So the entire building hears. Uh, and everyone starts whispering among themselves. I think uh, someone probably does give a, you can't do that. And Marley says, I'm the sheriff. I can do anything I want as long as I get my man. And you all are going to go to your rooms. And when I come to your door, you're going to answer your questions. And if you want to get out of here and feed anytime soon, you're going to be cooperative. Do I make myself clear? What is the general mood of the room after this? What's everyone's general reaction? Uh, recruit the intellectual. Ooh, oh, I know what happens. So, someone's about to snitch. Someone is absolutely about to snitch. Who's about to snitch? Oh, well, their adjective is conformist. A conformist performer whose motivation is to compel the wealthy. Oh, God, I hate them. So, this uh, person... Uh, in, uh, what do they look like? Hastily amusing. Oh, boy. So they fully are wearing, like, those garbage, like, slogan shirts. Uh, you find at, like, a Hot Topic or a Goodwill. Uh, very clearly, like, I don't know how to say this without being, like, gatekeepy. Like, a Big Bang Theory kind of nerd. This is really, like, a Big Bang Theory character come to life. Uh, steps forward. Uh, their uh, current demeanor is hostile, and they're focused on uh, contacts. Uh, so uh, this thin blood steps forward uh, and says, "Um, sheriff, uh, if I may, I believe I may have some sort of evidence for you." And. I think at that point, just to, you know, make things interesting, just to spice something up, I'm going to roll on the combat action table for a little fugitive, because I I just want an action scene right now. I'm going to be honest, and this feels like a good segue. 13, sees something or someone. That's a lot of S's. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy boy uh so uh as that happens uh there is suddenly a scream uh from within the crowd and everyone suddenly parts like the red sea and uh there is a 
hastily full. God, everyone's so hasty in this. Uh, a sort of, you know, loosely dressed, like, they look like me when I go to the grocery store, which is to say fully just like t-shirt, bedroom shoes, boxer shorts. They probably do look like me a little, little big, little, little, little plus size size side. The, and that person is being held around the neck with the person behind them raising a knife. Who is the person behind them? Their uh, description is officially scary. So I think uh, as this person grabs them, they look just like kind of a nondescript person. But then the obfuscate fades away. And there is this like kind of like <laughs> the best way I could describe it is like a horror movie version of the Ninja Turtles. So I guess the Michael Bay version of the Ninja Turtles, like weird, like almost cylindrical head, like no nose, like pure white eyes, kind of think slug from uh, the Bloodlines 2 gameplay footage. Uh, holding a knife to this person. Their role is a dignified occultist. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, I don't think this is a Nosferatu, actually. Or a Thin Blood Nosferatu. No, I know exactly what this is. So, uh, holding the knife to this person's throat. Uh, they just say, Well, Sheriff, here I am. You think you can get to me before I slice... And right as they say that, uh, the sheriff will activate celerity and potence as all at once the sheriff lurches forward, like in the blink of an eye, fully just shoves his hand first through the chest of the thin blood, all the way through the chest of this fugitive. And the thin blood instantly hunches over uh, in torpor. And the occultist, uh, are they dead? I'm going to say it's somewhat likely. Yes. So almost instantly, just with a single blow, the sheriff kills two people at once. One of them an innocent. And we don't know who the other one was. But they just slowly... The... Uh, the one who had the knife very slowly starts to crumble while the thin blood just remains. And the sheriff pulls out his arm. Fucking bastard. Looks at Jared, who's just getting to his feet, and says, Consider yourself lucky this guy was an idiot. And if I ever get a whiff of something like this again, me and my hound and rolling up with a bulldozer. Gives Jared another kick as he's getting up. And Marley and the Hound leave. Uh, there is an awkward, tense silence. The dead Thinblood's friends are probably kneeled over his body. And Jared uh, clears his throat. And just says... Every, everyone, we please just, just, just remain calm. We will. Everything's. Jared looks at the body of the kid, and 
trying to hold back anger, his stutter getting a lot worse. Please return to to the to the commons, and we'll we'll say our 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 goodbyes to 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 Dalton. A couple of people take the dead thin blood into the commons, and there's basically a short little funeral that's held. The atmosphere is tense. Everyone is shooting that snitch these dirty looks. The snitch stands far apart from everyone, either whether that's out of shame or out of some weird misguided sense of superiority, who knows. And one hour before sunrise, the body of this thin blood is set alight. And this human This person, this innocent bystander, slowly crumbles to ash as Paige watches. And as this is happening, as this injustice has just unfolded, Paige just mutters quietly to himself. They're not going to get away with this. And that is where we will end this edition of Vox Noctis.